Style Podcast, your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100. Good morning, everyone. Friday morning. Good morning, Janelle. Good morning, Angie. Stu today. <laughs> he is off today. Uh, honestly, all we can talk about, all we can think about this morning, as soon as you get on your computer, it's all you're seeing. It's just heartbreaking following what is happening in Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, the videos that were, I, I was watching, the photos of, mm. you know, just people trying to flee their homes with whatever they can grab because there's literally bombs coming out of the sky there yeah it's you know and there's such a human element to it i mean it's one thing to watch it in the news and sadly as i think a population we become desensitized to what we see Mm -hmm. on the news we feel like oh that's something so far away you know like we can't connect to it but when you're watching on social media and you're watching people you know who are there who are recording these videos on instagram or Mm -hmm. on tiktok like you're thinking to yourself i'm sitting here watching someone who's holding like an iPhone, just like me, recording a video of this missile coming in to their home. Yeah, and uh, like, are they going to be there? You know, like just <laughs> this, adds... this, this live stream ends or whatever. It's... <sighs> Another whole layer and an element just to the reality of it all. And, you know, just the heartbreaking stories. I mean, there's, you know, the photos that are just impossible to look at. And then, you know, the families being torn apart. You're seeing, you know, these fathers yeah. putting wives and kids onto you know, trains and down to subway systems and, you know, they're going back to fight. And I think for um, a lot of Canadian military families, Mm. this is a very scary time. I mean, my my boyfriend used to be in the military and I could not imagine Mm. if he was still enlisted how I'd be feeling right now. (laughs) No, it's it's unbelievable to believe that after everything that the world has already just gone through, that we're now watching this play out. So, you know, we're trying to source out a couple of ways that we as Canadians can help. It's, you know, no surprise in situations like this. You just feel so helpless and you're just wondering what you can do. So a couple of the ways that we've found is the Red Cross, of course, being one. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if you just go right to the the Red Cross uh, main page, there is a donation link there for the, uh, the Donate to Ukraine Humanitarian Crisis Appeal. Um, I also found that there is a GoFundMe going on. It's raised uh, $1.2 million already. Mm. Uh, and this is the uh, hashtag help Ukraine now Ukraine hum- humanitarian appeal. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a number of ways that we can at least donate. And I mean, also educate yourself on the situation that's going on over there. It's kind of been a long time coming. It's mm-hmm. sad to say, but uh yeah, we have a lot of Ukraine Canadians here mm-hmm. and they have family members and friends that are back home right now. I you know, was listening to so many interviews yesterday with people saying they just can't make contact with mm-hmm. anyone and, you know, just left with so much uh, so many questions, you know, as to if they're safe. And so, you know, we our hearts are with you. We're praying with you. And, um, uh, you know, just hopefully uh, we can see this. Yeah. yeah, without World War Three, <sighs> Absolutely. When you think useless, think of Stu. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's useless fact of the day on Move 100. Well, he is pretty useless to us today because he's not here <laughs> <laughs> for his useless fact. And he didn't even leave us a fact today. Wow, clearly checked out early yesterday. <laughs> Quit in time. He's off, I think, for a hockey tournament today, I think mm-hmm. he said. That was the excuse he gave us anyway. Uh, so we are here to deliver his useless fact for him we know that he will check the scores anyway because he's very competitive like that and he'll want to see if we performed as the stuntman would all right so in his place here is your useless fact of the day it is a body fact and it is one that i didn't know 
But, you know, when you're embarrassed, someone blushes, your yeah, face yeah. goes you all red. red. Yeah. For some people, it happens more than others yeah. and worse than others. I am guilty. That's me. You just feel it rising in your face mm-hmm. and you're turning like beet red. So, obviously, when you're embarrassed, there's a surge of adrenaline caused by anxiety and it makes the tiny blood vessels widen all over your face, increasing blood flow. Hence, you blush. But did you also know that when you blush, your stomach lining also turns red? Oh, weird. (laughs) This is the body's what they call sympathetic system. So basically, the, uh, the same surge happens in the blood vessels in the body and your stomach glows red as well. Oh, like, don't sp- worry, I'm here with you. <laughs> I'm sympathizing with you. That is so fascinating. That's the body bizarre. is so bizarre. Yeah. I really wish that I wouldn't do that whole red thing. Yeah. I get so red. My whole chest goes red, too. Oh, really? Oh, like the splotchy. hives? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's bad. It's bad. Uh, yeah, so your stomach lining is also glowing like uh, E.T. sort of <laughs> when, you're, uh, when you're getting embarrassed. That's kind of neat. Gotta love science. All right, what do you think of that useless fact today? It is useless. I mean, it is something that you'll remember when you're blushing the next time, mm-hmm. that your stomach's also glowing in, in sympathy. Uh, <laughs> texting your scores to 10 30 on a scale of 1 to 10 with your handle. Let us know. Uh, Mr. Kempfill says, ladies get a 10. Oh, okay, hey, okay, okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, the country bumpkins. I like this. That is gut wrenching. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, giving a 10 plus this morning. Look at that. I think Stu could learn a few things from you, Angie. Chopper Joe <laughs> says it's a 10. Good job, girls. Way better explanation than Stu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonderful Woody. Uh, oh, shucks. Really? All embarrassed and bashful. Giving a 10, saying having a wonderful, uh, have a wonderful weekend. And also you. Uh, Hall of Famers ghostwriter and da- and his dad Pierre the dehydrated Frenchman. What? Who looked in there to find that <laughs> right? <out? laughs> I don't know about you, but my lining is covered in skin, so I don't know how somebody figured that out. Uh, Boss Traveler, this is definitely a cool uses fact. I'll give you a blushing 10. Oh my gosh, Angie, you just got an 1,000 out of 10. <laughs> Uh, it says for Stu not giving the fact. Uh, 10 out of 10, though, oh this morning gosh. from Bonnie and Yuri, the dynamic duo. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Stu. The latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Hey, you sitting in the Timmy's drive through right now. Guess what? Very soon that latte that you're ordering, maybe that iced cap, is going to be in the freezer section. What do you mean? Tim Hortons (laughs) is bringing the ice cream. (laughs) Oh. They're launching uh, uh, some ice cream. It's made with 100% Canadian dairy, five different varieties inspired by some of their most beloved Tim's flavors. So there's going to be the salted caramel ice cap. Oh, yes. That sounds really delicious. Mm. Double chocolate donut. Mmm. Birthday cake Timbits, mm-hmm. apple fritter, and fruit explosion. Okay. Ice creams. So they're going to be in grocery stores across Canada. So like Loblaws, uh, they're going to be your independent, Metro, Sobeys, Walmart, a lot of different places you'll be able to find them. 
Ooh, I like this. I, I want to try them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Canadian dairy all the way. So this is pretty funny. So Colin Farrell has been having some fun with his role as the penguin in the upcoming Batman film. Mm-hmm. And he is unrecognizable. I mean, it's full prosthetics and costume. He's a really imposing looking character. I mean, he is in the chair getting prosthetics done six to eight hours a day. And then he has to go and act? Yes, by 10 to 15 people, like to transform him into the Penguin character. So he decided to have a little fun with it and just rolled into the local Starbucks dressed as... (laughs) He said he got a couple of stares, like a couple of the baristas were awfully frightened by him, (laughs) just kind of handing over his oat milk latte. Just here you go, beat it. Uh, But yeah, so that movie is coming uh, March 4th. Of course, Robert Pattinson is Batman in this film. But uh, yeah, the Penguin character, quite imposing looking, rolling into the local Starbucks. (laughs) And that's what's trending. feel like they let their kids down over the course of the past year when they were working from home and schooling from home. Your kids actually see what it is that you do every day and are actually like, wow, your job's really boring. (laughs) (laughs) I bet a lot of partners figure that out about each other too. Right? Like you hear them on calls, you're like, man, you're really boring. So I think when your kid though, and you see your parent go off to work, you know, maybe they have their briefcase, you secretly think they're going off and going to turn into some kind of superhero and have this amazing day solving crime and then come home to you at the end of the day. I think we build up what our parents' jobs are more in our head when we're kids. Absolutely. And I feel like we also have no like understanding of how many jobs there actually are out there like right. you know i mean you you're a little kid and you think yeah you could be an astronaut you could be a vet you could be a teacher and you know like there's a small pool of jobs to do yeah in reality there's you know hundreds of thousands it's true <laughs> and you have no idea as a kid and so we you know on a flashback friday we're kind of getting into this what What did you think your parents did for work versus what you found out they actually did? (laughs) Right. So, I mean, like growing up, my mom was pretty much a stay at home mom and my dad was on the farm. So she helped him on the farm and she did, you know, all of the other stuff in the house with us kids. So I had the luxury of, you know, my my parents were there. I got to witness what they see what they do. Yeah. But like, I mean, when I was really little, my concept of what my dad did, he drove a tractor and he milked cows. And I thought, you know, like that's (laughs) old McDonald. That's all he did. In reality, he was like a mechanic. He was an electrician. He was like having to fix all of these things. He was doing woodworking. He was constantly doing a million things. He was an accountant. Like he had to do all the bills and all of that kind of stuff. Like, Oof, way over my head. Right. I just thought, you Takes know, a lot to run a farm. <laughs> he's out there petting cows. He's feeding them. And yeah. he's driving a tractor. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty cool job. Dad has a petting zoo. That's all he does all day. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I was kind of the same. I mean, my parents went out of the house, both of them, for work. But I think it was like my big realization of like what my mom actually did came when it was like in grade nine, when it's like take your kid to work day. Oh, yeah. You know, you do that in grade nine. Because mm-hmm. my mom always said, my mom worked for the Ottawa Children's Treatment Center. Many people will know it's right beside Chio in Ottawa. 
And she always talked about how fantastic the kids were that would come through there. And they had these incredible classrooms with all of this equipment to help the kids learn and through their physical therapy and stuff like that. So I I think that I pictured my mom going and working in a classroom with kids with these, you know, exercise balls and, you know, platforms and like all this stuff that she would tell us about. So when I went to work with her, all the cool stuff, like the classrooms and the kids and all of that was to the left. We took a hard right. <laughs> and I go down to her office, which is like a closet. And I'm realizing, well, my mom works in payroll. Oh, so my God. I'm sitting there in this rickety little chair in the corner of her tiny little office. And she's just doing paperwork. And I'm like, you do math? Like, on purpose <laughs> all day like this is it so I think like halfway through the day everyone else felt bad for me and the teachers came and got me and I did get to go into the classrooms and that place is pure magic if you've ever had a chance to go through the kids are wonderful the staff is wonderful but um my mom's job is, was very much the boring part of the operation <laughs> she had nothing to tell you so she's like here's what we do in my building yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> but I mean like I even like when I was at home doing radio you know, right. during lockdown times, like Nash would come downstairs and, you know, he's home and he's just like doing cartwheels and handstands beside me. But I think he just thought radio was just boring, too. Like he yeah. couldn't care less that I was there. Well, it's a little less fancy when you're doing it from home, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, like the home studio is essentially a laptop <laughs> and, a, and a phone and, and a headset. And, and yeah. a headset. <laughs> I mean, in the studio, at least, like there's fun microphones and screens and like things and buttons yeah. to hit. But... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Being in here, we've got these fun birthday wheels back here you know he'd be having a heyday in here but at home yeah he thought it was quite boring so what did you think we want to know when you were a kid what did you think your parents did for work versus what they actually did give us your stories you can call us 750-1100 or text it in to 10 if only these jobs that we dreamed up our parents had actually existed has real, <laughs> real work i mean we'd all have some pretty easy peasy jobs i would have to say <laughs> like this text it said well my parents were both public servants my mom specifically was a property manager as a kid though i thought she was like some kind of secret agent going to a secret agent meetings where everyone would be whispering all the secrets <laughs> and then when I went to her work, it was really just a cubicle surrounded by other people in cubicles in radio silence. There were stacks of papers and her just answering emails. From then on, if anyone asked me what my mom did, I just said, she answers emails. <laughs> How boring. <laughs> this job sounds interesting, too. Texted in at, tes- at 10 zero thirty. 30 It says, when my husband used to go, he would take to he go to work. He would take the bus to work. And uh, the kids would always see, you know, he had a newspaper paper in his briefcase so whenever they were asked what their dad did for work they would just say oh he reads newspapers <laughs> could you imagine if that was a job yeah. just reads newspapers just rides the bus all day long reading newspapers <laughs> <laughs> that someone gig. paid him to do that <laughs> and then there's the jobs that your parents have where they kind of have to tell you one thing because they're not really supposed to tell you the real job which is super cool so this text said my dad told us that he was a janitor for D D." okay Okay. Turns out he was a code-breaking spy for <gasps> D&D. What? <laughs> now that is super cool. The day that you find that out. Oh. Dad was a spy. <laughs> super cool. And then we got this uh, message from Happy D. It says, my daughter told her teacher that I worked for McDonald's. <laughs> in reality, I worked for a company with McDonald in the ah! company name. <laughs> 
it was a uh, funny uh, parent-teacher meeting, they say, <laughs> when when the parent was like, you work at McDonald's? No, no, I don't. I was a bit confused. <laughs> the latest in all things viral, pop culture, and news. Here's what's trending on Move 100. Well, dance pro Maxim Shmurkovsky, you know him from Dancing with the Stars, is sharing his heartbreak over Russia's attack on Ukraine. In a now viral video he filmed in his home country, he's there right now filming a project called World of Dance. He began by saying he's not even one to usually post on social media, but he felt compelled to speak out against the propaganda in Russia and revealed that he was headed himself to a bomb shelter. This is a little bit of what he had to say. I'm, I'm uneasy, I'm very scared, words are, I don't know what words to use, but I do know that at the very least I have a chance, I have a passport and I have a way out. A lot of people here do not, and it's f***ing nonsense. I, I know now who this country is, uh, what it represents, what it stands for, um, and it's completely not what has been portrayed to the Russian people in order to justify this invasion. Mm, he was getting tearful at times. It was pretty emotional. He was showing video of families with kids walking with their belongings, just trying to get out of the city. He, of course, is married to fellow Dancing with the Stars pro Peta Murgatroyd, and they have a five-year-old son. So needless to say, she, too, has been distraught with him there, asking for prayers that he gets out safely mm-hmm. along with everyone else. So as this is all happening in real time, actor-director Sean Penn is on the ground in Ukraine filming a documentary about Russia's invasion. He appeared at a press briefing yesterday listening to government officials speak about the crisis. The office of the president of Ukraine issued a statement through the embassy praising Sean Penn, saying this director specifically came to Kiev to record all of the events that are currently happening in Ukraine and tell the world the truth about Russia's invasion of our country. Sean Penn is among those who support us, and our country is grateful for him to show such courage and honesty. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, I had no idea he was there. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a time to be. He traveled there knowing that, you know, this was building. Yeah, it was imminent almost, and, yeah. And this will be a documentary to see with him actually there during it all. So that is what's trending. It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, Stu is off today, so I'll be flying solo for this Word Wars game, playing for both contestants today, equal opportunity on both sides. Mm -hmm. So we have Marina and Noah battling it out today. Marina got through first, so we will let her pick her categories. Okay, good good. morning, Marina. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Good, good. good. All right, so you get first choice of categories. We'll tell you what they are, and you decide. All right. So thanks to Lucretia Supaneka for sending in our categories. We have game show or board game. Oh, Uh, board game. Board game stuff. Okay, here we go. You roll these. Dice. Yes, and you play with your friends and your your mom, your dad, your siblings. Family. Yeah. Family. Uh, This is where you don't pass go. You don't collect two hundred. You go to jail. No, no. What's the name of the game? Oh, Monopoly. Yes, Uh, and you have a deck of. Cards. Yes, and the game where you're like, who done it? You're trying to figure out who did it in the in the library Guess with who? with the candlestick. Oh God, uh, I have no idea. Okay, uh, when you're tallying, oh, that's the game. It. it was the game of Clue. The game oh, of Clue. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's an old game. You're probably too young for that. 
<laughs> all right, what we get? Right, well, you guys ended up with four. We'll oh, see. Four. We'll see how that holds up, Marina. All right, hang on the line. We're going to go over to Noah. Good morning, Noah. Good morning. Good morning. So we have to beat four to steal a win on your side, okay? Right. And your category is game show. Okay. okay. Things to do with game show. Here we go. The people who are in the row wanting to get on and play, those are the, like they're, yeah, yeah, say, say it. Contestants. Yes, that's it. And you spin the big of fortune. Wheel of fortune. Yeah. Uh, and what did I just say? You have the wheel and what do you, you give it a big? Spin. Yeah. Uh, and someone who is not the loser is the? Winner. Yeah. And hopefully they make lots of coin, cash. Oh. Money. Yeah. Uh, and not the winner, but the? Loser. Yeah. And you. Ah. All right. You did it. We pulled it off. Look at that, Noah. Solid work. You got a six. So congratulations, Noah. You are headed off to the uh, Ottawa Home and Remodeling Show, which is going on right now at the uh, EY Center until the 27th. You can get great, real home advice from trusted local experts and HGTV's Canada's uh, Brian Balmer. Uh, at that show, you got a four-pack of passes. Sweet. Have a great weekend. Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle. I turn them on every morning when I wake up. Ottawa's Move 100. What would you be willing to do, or maybe the better question is, what would you be willing to pay to get your teenager Mm -hmm. to stay off of social media for years? Is there an amount that is even possible to achieve this? I don't know. (laughs) Well, one mother managed to do this with her son, and the story has gone viral now because I think this is something a lot of parents would would love to see with their children, you know, get them unglued from their phone. Mm -hmm. But she managed to get her son to stay off social media for six years. He is 18 years old and has never had a social media account, never followed anybody, probably doesn't even know what Instagram or TikTok is. I mean, (laughs) he probably knows what they are, but doesn't understand how they work. So she was really smart because she got in on this challenge at like ground zero. Like when Mm -hmm. he was 12, she uh, initiated the challenge with him. So, I mean, at 12, you're really not into that world yet. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't. You likely don't just have a phone or towing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the thing. Like, so she uh, bet him at twelve years old if he could stay off social media for six years, uh, she would give him eighteen hundred dollars when he turned eighteen. And he loves the challenge. Apparently, he's quite mm-hmm. a competitive kid. And he said that it was more about the challenge for him to just continue on. He's like, ah, what's six years? Instead of, you know, actually caving. He said caving was never really an option for him. Never really really thought about it. Because I'm thinking about this right now. $1,800, sure. Like, you know, that's a decent chunk of change. But it's also not for six years. (laughs) I mean, a 12-year-old. You tell a 12-year-old you're going to give him $1,800. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Then you get a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And then you get your first job. And then you start making money. And you see what your friends are doing on social media. Like, their peer pressure is real. Yeah. He held out for $1,800. Bucks? Thankfully, he had friends who kept him in the loop, though, right? <laughs> like they would tell him about the latest trends or what he's missing or, you know, when things were viral mm-hmm. or whatever. But he said he didn't have that, you know, sadly, that need and that obsession yeah. to check 
it every day. Like, I think the mom is the real winner here because, like, this kid is probably so, um, you know, like, his (laughs) self-esteem is probably way up. Like you said, he's more present. He just, like, understands looking at the world through, like, his eyeballs Mm -hmm. and a real lens, you know? The thing is now, though, if he gets social media, like, hopefully he doesn't, like, overcompensate. And, you know, you just completely go into it because it's a whole new world it'd be like um you know like being on survivor or like cast castaway like that movie you know <laughs> like living on an island all in your yeah. own world and then all of a sudden facebook instagram twitter is dumped on your lap and you have to try to navigate it <laughs> and figure it out and how to use it and like all of that like at 18 like oh or maybe he just stays away from it i don't know i you know it, if, if you can stay off social media from the ages of 12 to 18, I mean, that is huge mm-hmm. for development. Mm-hmm. Good on this, Mom. I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> I got the feels. And it feels good. It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday. Angie's All the Feels on Move 100. Well, this is the first week of somewhat normal for downtown Ottawa and the residents who live here. One of them being Jess Rock, who was affected, of course, by the convoy, the closures. Each time she stepped outside of her home to get groceries, to walk her dog, she said she could not leave her house any day throughout the occupation without being yelled at or threatened or intimidated in her own neighborhood, she said, which is normally very quiet and friendly. Uh, And it was quite scary, and this was the case for many residents. She saw residents at one point fighting back, as we all did, the counter-protests, the blockade of their own. And during that all, and some of us would have seen it too on social media. She saw a sign that said, make Ottawa boring again. <laughs> yep. And she was immediately drawn to it. She said, you know, that phrase has become sort of an inside joke and a catchphrase for Ottawans because we sometimes get that reputation for being sort of a sleepy government town. So she said she doesn't necessarily love Ottawa being called boring. She never has. She never agreed with it. She loves her Ottawa, but it's uh, ironic that so many people jumped on it, including her and she and her friends decided to turn that slogan into a t-shirt and a fundraiser for three nonprofits that were also affected by the protests downtown so they made these black t-shirts they have that slogan make Ottawa boring again and the O in Ottawa is like the red O like the O train uh, okay and they even have them in French there's a bilingual version and uh, in the first day that they launched these t-shirts they raised more raised more than two thousand dollars on day one so of course since then raised much more and she said what's incredible is people have been so generous even if they didn't want to buy a t-shirt people have been contacting them just to see how they could donate to those affected charities so all proceeds from the sales of these shirts are going to go to three charities cornerstone housing for women which we knew and they they posted mm-hmm. that their clients were especially affected Minwashin lodge which is near the former coventry road supply camp and they chose to close during the duration and the canadian anti-hate network so all three of those char- charities all 100 percent of the proceeds so if you want one of these make ottawa boring again t-shirts uh just head to their website it's make dash Ottawa dash boring dash again you need the dashes in between right. make Ottawa boring again dot ca and uh, that's where you'll find the t-shirts and buy them up amazing support the charities yeah. <laughs> and that's all the feels on move 100.